Yo, what's up, everyone? G Money Stacks here. You may remember me from shows like Off the Meat Rat Chains, New York Avenue podcast, Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast, Sports Edition show, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast review show. I'm here to talk to you at home about Spotify for podcasters. Why are you wasting and struggling with your money on a hosting site to promote your show with limited storages? Forget about it. Let's break this down. If you are a current Anchor user, don't worry about the changes. Everything will be the same with added new features. Spotify for Podcasters, formerly known as Anchor, is a free hosting site and phone app that gives you old and new creation tools, also provides free hosting with access to record, upload videos from podcast episodes, edit, add music to your show, monetize, Q&A questions, polls, distribute your podcast on streaming platforms tracking analytics plus the show's growth audience from international places canada usa international including long island and the five boroughs of new york and much more you can get money from sponsorship with no minimum listenership spotify for podcasters also offers hosting and a way to upload podcast videos to attract listeners also keep track of the number number of streams these are the important keys to making a podcast if you like to create a podcast and be a guest co-host like myself you can download the free spotify for podcasters app on your iphones android phones ipads android tablets apple mac and dell laptops with windows or check out the website for more information to get a head start on your podcast journey at www.podcasters.spotify.com. If I can reach success, so can you. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. I'm G Money Stacks, aka The Greginator. Thank you for listening to me and the podcast. Let's go.
Hey, good evening, USA International, Long Island, aka Strong Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens. This is your man, G Money Stacks, aka the Gregorator, YouTuber, host with the most misunderstood, lonely, nomad, unstoppable, independent podcaster, and of course, Queens, New York native of Lawrence, Queens, New York. And you're rocking and hanging out with me on the 287th episode of Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Avenue podcast. And we got a we got a jam-packed episode for you today. Listen, if you're new to the channel and you miss any previous episodes whatsoever, don't worry, I got your back. All you need to do is go ahead and grab that subscribe button for me on the YouTube channel page. And be sure to tap on alerts. Tap on alerts. And 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 be all right. Leave a like and a comment along with the episodes. Be sure to listen to stream, watch the episodes and share the episodes share the videos download the episodes very important um and you know be sure to tell a friend to another friend and i'll handle the rest at the end of the show all right i'm gonna actually cut to the chase with i'm gonna cut to the chase with um with this segment right here. Hold on a second. Yes, this is the New York Mass Transit Files, man. We got some stuff to talk about here. an incident that we need to talk about here and and um and this one involves two people being struck by a j train damn and this is from amny.com so two people are laid up in the hospital after being struck by by J trains in separate incidents within an hour of one another Sunday morning. Around 4.30 a.m., a 33-year-old man was walking between train cars aboard a Brooklyn-bound J train on the Williamsburg Bridge when he apparently fell to the track bed, we say. The man was taken to Bellevue Hospital in Manhattan in stable condition and does not have any life-threatening injuries. Less than an hour later, at 5.22 a.m., officers responded to a 911 call about another person struck by a train, a J train, this time at the Van Sicklin Avenue stop in East New York. Police say the 32-year-old woman may have been lying on the track bed when a Manhattan-bound J 
J train into pulled into the station, striking her and leaving her with injuries to her thigh and hand. She was taken to Brookdale Hospital in stable condition and did not suffer any life-threatening injuries. That's dangerous, man. That's dangerous, man. It's not something you should be messing around with, man. Okay, riding between train cars and walking on subway tracks are both dangerous violations of the MTA's code of conduct and are subject to fines at $75 for riding between cars and $100 for unauthorized entry onto the tracks. Two incidents led to considerable morning delays on the J line, and for about two hours, two hours service was suspended between Manhattan and Brooklyn. Service was already suspended on the line between Preston Street in East New York and Jamaica Center as part of planned work to improve stations along the route. Riders were encouraged to use the A or L trains as well as local car excuse me local buses earlier this month two people were stabbed in separate incidents less than a week apart aboard j trains in brooklyn one of them um the victor the victor um udrago died from his injuries the man who stabbed Udrago, Jordan Williams, has been charged with manslaughter, but claims he acted in self-defense. Okay. Um. Okay. Next. Next, we have um. We have this one right here. Okay. So, let me see. All right. Next, we have um, another trend story here. It's no secret that severe weather events like extreme heat and massive storms are becoming more, more common. 
what can we do at the MTA is mobilized before, during, and after these episodes to reduce the impact of the impact to our system and customers. That's what we did last last week when Mother Nature dumped eight inches of rain on the Hudson Valley. Valley. Just in time for the 40th anniversary of MTA's Metro North Railroad. That crush of water caused major flash flooding, severely damaging rail infrastructure. In some locations, it swept most of the track bed into the Hudson River and left some rails completely submerged for miles. Oh, shit. Damn. This is some scary shit. There were boulders and fallen trees blocking the right of way. As a, as a result, service was temporarily suspended on northern portions of the Hudson and Upper Harlem lines. We had to bring in buses to fill in the gaps. Experts said it could take more than, than a week to restore schedules, but thanks to smart planning and the hard work of the Metro North and MTA construction and development teams. We had service operating for 93% of customers in a day and full slate back within two days. Two days, amazing. Huge shout out to the hundreds of crew members who worked around the clock to make it happen and to Kathy Rinaldi, the president of the railroad. In emergencies like this storm, we know effective communication is key. Riders have long been aware they can check social media, the train time app, and MTA website for the latest service information. Now they can also sign up for a new alert system that offers personalized updates, including delays, reroutes, and cancellations. Customers can choose the day of the week, time periods for alerts, and whether to receive messages via text or email. To get more impactful information and fewer messages and nothing you, you don't need. The alerts are managed through a new subscription center where customers can also sign up for MTA newsletters like our popular MTA Weekender a weekly newsletter sent every Friday that gives riders a heads up about upcoming changes that will impact their commutes. Of course, you can sign up online or by texting alert to 511-682. We'll never be able to prevent storms entirely, but we can prepare for them. New York needs, needs storm mass transit 365 days a year rain or shine and we're determined to to provide it okay all right let's see 
Okay. All right, let's get let's get to the whole blue face shit though, man. This is crazy. Um he is up to no good actually. So I'm just gonna get into it right here, man. And a segment that I like to call chatting all the jazz right here, man. Yeah, let's get it, let's get into it right here. Let's do this. Yeah, Blueface is up to no good, actually, man. I say this because um, I don't know, man. <laughs> like certain things, certain things that I can't really agree with what Blueface does. But let's get into two of the stories about this guy. So this is according to Hot New Hip Hop. Blueface is putting one of his legal cases to rest according to um eight news now never heard of it <laughs> court documents revealed that the california rapper pleaded guilty to two charges related to two separate incidents in las vegas the report claims that an attorney for blueface excuse me born jonathan porter informed the judge that he would plead guilty to a misdemeanor battery charge and a felony count of discharging a firearm at or into an occupied structure his attorney also stated that he waived his right to a preliminary hearing records show no records reveal that judge kathleen delaney agreed to the deal on monday the judge scheduled his sentencing for October 2nd of this year, 2023. And it appears that he'll dodge any sort of jail time. Oh boy. Let me see who's in the um, Instagram live feed right here. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Shouts to Sergio right here, man. Shouts to the homie Sergio right here. I see. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's get into. All right. So let me continue. Um. His attorneys, Caitlin. Um. Caitlin Mac Mac Asmus and Christina Christina Will Devil 
told Eight News Now that he would only face probation when he faces a judge to receive his sentence. In the meantime, Judge Kathleen Delaney agreed to release Blueface from house arrest stemming from his, his arrest earlier this month. The charges, the, fel, the felony charge is related to an incident at Euphoric Gentlemen's Club in October 2022, per Las Vegas Review Journal. A man who police identified as Kentabias Trailer told police that someone shot at his video as he drove away. He said that Blueface shot at him after making some remarks about his vehicle, leaving him with a bullet grazed to his left hand, although Blue might end up serving probation for the incident. There are still civil cases currently against him. The battery charge is one that stemmed from a separate incident that occurred in May. The rapper and Christian Malone, better known as Christian Rock, reportedly got into an altercation with a woman who attempted to um, record them. She, She accused Blueface and his team of assault leading to the uh, the battery charge at the same time he was also placed on house arrest which he had recently claimed was due to malone's actions that evening um and of course uh we'll keep you posted on any more updates all right so in other blue face news um actually so this is um so recently he got stabbed, according to people. Rapper Blueface was hospitalized following a stabbing incident at a Los Angeles boxing gym Wednesday, according to authorities, as reported by multiple media outlets, including the Los Angeles Times, CBS News, and TMZ. At the time of the incident, Blueface, age 26, was at the Kaminsky boxing gym on Reseda Boulevard training for an upcoming boxing match in October. On his Instagram story, Blueface wrote, in quote, I won't be able to fight October 14th. I was stabbed today by some random guy. Won't heal up in time. Security footage was posted on his Instagram story showing the moments prior to the stabbing incident. In the clip, a man wearing a white tank top and blue jeans appears to confront Blueface until trainer David Kaminsky steps in between the man and Blueface. Shortly after Blueface seemingly approaches the man and lands a number of punches on him while wearing his boxing gloves, then the man appears to take out an object when the footage stops. Trainer Kaminsky told TMZ that tensions rose when the suspect yelled, I'm going to kill you, to the rapper upon bursting in the gym, into the gym. Um, Kaminsky also said that the man stabbed Blueface in the leg before fleeing. Authorities responded to a call of an assault with, an, with a deadly weapon at the location. A Los Angeles Police Department spokesperson said, per the Los Angeles Times, who 
added that paramedics transported a victim with a stab wound. The LAPD spokesperson said at the time that the suspect drove off in a black Tesla Model S. TNZ reported citing law enforcement sources that Brandon Henry, Henry Snell, age 36, was arrested and booked for felony assault with a deadly weapon Wednesday in connection with the incident after he turned himself in. The outlet added that Snell posted bond the following day and was released damn that's crazy People contacted the LAPD and the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department for information about the arrest. It is unclear if Snell entered a plea or retained an attorney to speak on his behalf. Um, according to TMZ, Blueface posted footage on Instagram on Thursday that shows him in a reclining position and telling his young son that his leg hurts really bad. People reached out to WAC 100, Blueface's manager, for additional information about the incident and an update on the rapper's current condition, but did not immediately hear back. In November 2022, authorities announced that Blueface, whose real name is Jonathan Porter, was arrested and charged with attempted murder in connection with incident outside of a strip club on October 8th in Las Vegas. An inmate report previously reviewed by people stated that the tatiana rapper was booked on charges of attempted murder use of a deadly weapon charging a gun into an occupied structure vehicle or craft he was later released on fifty thousand dollars bail damn Yeah. Blueface, whose real name is Jonathan Porter, was also arrested in connection with an alleged shooting incident outside of a Las Vegas strip, strip club on October the 8th of last year, police announced in November. Um, in June of this year, Blueface was arrested by police for separate robberies stemming from an incident in which Blueface allegedly took a cell phone from a woman at the Palms Casino, the rapper's attorney told K-L-A-S.
in an interview with people on Thursday, Blueface's legal counsel, Christina Will Devil, and Caitlin McAmis confirmed that their client pleaded guilty in court on July 3rd for discharging a weapon and a misdemeanor battery charge resulting in the attempted murder charge and the robbery charge to be dropped. Their attorneys added that as part of the negotiations, Blueface is scheduled to be sentenced to probation on October 2nd, according to his legal counsel. Okay. All right. So next, Casanova, another person that's also been arrested as well. Um, um, so according to Billboard, the rapper Casanova has been sentenced to more than 15 years in prison on federal racketeering conspiracy and drug charges related to his involvement in what prosecutors called a vicious street gang. Man, a New York federal judge on Tuesday, June 27, um, sentenced the artist, whose real name is Caswell Sr., to 188 months in prison after he pleaded guilty last year. Hang on a second. Yeah, after he pleaded guilty last year to one of, hold on. Yeah, so as I was saying, um, a New York federal judge on Tuesday, June 27th, sentenced the the artist whose real name is Caswell Sr. to 188 months in prison after he pleaded guilty last year to one charge under the Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organizations Act as well as a charge of conspiracy to distribute over 100 kilograms of marijuana. How stupid can you be, man? Yes, um, a 
I'm going to lower this volume while this ice cream passes by. Just give me a sec. So Casanova ruined his music career for this for these types of bullshits. Oh boy.
<sighs> I don't think anybody feels sorry for the guy, man. Nobody feels sorry for the guy. So, anyway. Anyway, back to... Okay, back to the matter at hand. Um, so Casanova, a Brooklyn rapper, once signed to Jay-Z's Rock Nation, was one of 18 men charged in 2020 for their alleged, alleged roles in the untouchable Gorilla Stone Nation game, which prosecutors said committed terrible acts of violence across the New York City region. Caswell Sr., is not just a notorious recording artist, but he is also a high-profile leader of a vicious street gang and a magnet, magnet for, uh, boy. Yes, a magnet for, a magnet, hold on a second. Yeah, a magnet for um, gang violence, U.S. Attorney Damian Williams said in a statement after the sentencing adding that casanova's stature had helped the gang recruit hang on a second hang on a second folks Yes, um, wait a second. Yes, help recruit and expand nationwide. Gang life is not worth it, and it will lead to many years in prison. Prior to the criminal charges, Casanova had been an up-and-coming artist, peaking at number three on Billboard's next big sound chart in 2019 after the release of his album, Behind the Scars. Chatting with Billboard at the time, Casanova said he was hopeful for the future, but knew that his past could return to haunt him. People will always blame you for your past. I'm okay with that. I just have to fight harder. I have to do more to get recognized. In December 2020, he was one of 18 defendants named in the sweeping RICO case over untouchable Gorilla Stone Nation. Um which prosecutors said operated a violent narcotics operation across the NYC metro area, including the murder of a teenage boy in Poughkeepsie. The allegations even included brazen fraud for exploiting benefits programs, providing assistance in response to the COVID-19 slamdemic. In May 2022, Casanova pleaded guilty to the RICO conspiracy charge and the drug charge, among the other things. He admitted to participating in the July 2020 shootout at a crowded Miami house party in which he personally shot a man, leaving the victim seriously injured. Ahead of Tuesday's sentencing, prosecutors requested a prison, a prison term ranging from 188 to 235 months, calling Casanova's a high-profile gang leader 
who had amplified the message of the game through his music, helping to recruit a generation of new, new members. He did not simply pretend to be violent in his music or on social media. The government wrote, unfortunately, he walked the walk. Seniors' offense conduct is not about a few song lyrics or how he marketed his music. Rather, he carried out an array of violent activity and significant narcotics trafficking that benefit that benefited some of the gang's most violent and impactful members. Casanova's attorneys argued that he should receive a sentence well below those guidelines. They said he was not involved in the gang's daily activities and had begun to distance himself from the group as his music career took off, including having denounced gang life in some public statements. Um, the fact that is that Mr. Senior stayed in this gang as it furthered his rap career. Casanova's lawyers wrote, as he gained moderate, moderate success and then a recording contract with Rock Nation, he increasingly separated himself from the gang's activities despite remaining a member. In a statement to Billboard on Wednesday, Casanova's lawyer, James um, Casoro, said he and his client were gratified that the court acknowledged the productive messages that Mr. Senior had been given against gang life over the past several years and sentenced him to the lowest end of the guidelines. Well, good luck with that one, man. Still ruined your life for no reason. You still ruined your damn life. And speaking of ruining lives, Tory Lanez got sentenced to prison. Yeah, how about that? And this is from Variety. Rapper Tory Lanez was sentenced to 10 years in prison by a Los Angeles judge on Tuesday over the 2020 roadside shooting of Megan D. Stallion, according to the New York Times. Lanes, whose real name is Daystar Peterson, was originally scheduled to be sentenced in February of this year, but his legal team filed a motion for a new trial in March that was ultimately denied. In the months that followed, Peterson's sentencing date has been pushed back several times. Oof. The prosecutor, hold on. Prosecutors were seeking a 13-year sentence and cited three violations of pretrial court orders, telling the judge Peterson had waged a, a campaign to humiliate and re-traumatize Megan. His attorneys asked him to be sentenced to probation 
or three years in prison and were seeking probation and mandatory rehab, citing Peterson's alcohol addiction and childhood trauma. I'm sorry, but that's no excuse for what he did, man. Another idiot who fucking ruined his damn life, man. Like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, man. Like, what is wrong with people these days? What is wrong with people these days? Like, really? Like, really, though? This is fucking crazy. That's game over for Tory Lanez, man. Game over for Tory Lanez. Stupid ass. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's see. So let me see where where was it? Where, where, was, where did I leave off? Um, okay, so Peterson's legal team submitted letters of recommendation from family members members and leaders of nonprofit organizations and even a few of his peers from the music industry including Iggy Azalea. Peterson had been in jail without bond since a jury found him guilty on December 23rd of three felony firearm counts over an incident that happened on July 12, 2020 in which the fellow rapper Megan Thee Stallion um, whose real name is Megan Pete alleged alleged he shot her in the feet after they left a hollywood hills party at kylie jenner's home after the verdict lane stopped working with his his trial lawyer george um and most recently appointed jose Baez to aid the case he not only sh shot me he made a mockery of my trauma, Pete reportedly wrote in a statement that was read in court on August 7th. This is a statement for all survivors that that their lives matter and there is zero tolerance for, for the torture that accompanies violence. The Canadian rapper was convicted on one felony count, each of assault with a semi-automatic firearm. 
negligent discharge of a firearm and carrying a loaded unregistered firearm in a vehicle a jury of seven women and five men delivered for two days after hearing arguments from both the prosecution and the defense and the defense in a high profile trial that spanned two weeks coming right up after the after the christmas holiday weekend in 2022 the trial had several unexpected twists in testimony and varied interpretations of the hard evidence in the case peace suffered wounds to her feet that she described to police at the scene as the result of broken glass but later claimed were, were caused by gunshots from peterson a surgeon who operated on pete's on pete after the altercation took the stand to confirm he had removed bullet fragments from her feet peterson repeatedly denied that he was the one who shot at pete and pleaded not guilty in november 2020. So the trial began on December 12, 2022, with testimony from Pete herself, who claimed Peterson had shot her in an emotional retelling of the roadside assault. She told the jury in quote, I wish I wish Peterson had just shot and killed me. The defense went on to argue that this case this was a case about jealousy between Pete Kelsey Harris, her former friend and ex, uh, excuse me, um, former friend and ex assistant who both allegedly had intimate relationships with Peterson. Harris was described as a key witness for the prosecution, but on the stand, she claimed she either didn't see or couldn't remember the circumstances of the shooting due to consumption of alcohol that night and because she was dealing with anxiety and postpartum depression. Peterson's attorney, George, um, contended um, that the events of those nights had occurred because Pete and Harris had a heated and drunken dispute about disloyalty and since they were both allegedly sleeping with Peterson, um, his lawyer also heavily relied on DNA evidence to contend that his client's fingerprints were not found on the gun used to shoot Pete. The case traced, excuse me, the case attracted intense scrutiny and public debate. And considering neither side could agree on the facts, it was a polarizing debate that led to Pete largely disappearing from the limelight. In an essay penned by Pete for L, um, the Texas-born rapper reflected on the debacle, writing, 
when the guilty verdict came on December 23rd, 2022, it was more than just vindication for me. It was a victory for every woman who has ever been shamed, dismissed, and blamed for a violent crime committed against them. So, next we have um, Megan Thee Stallion addressing the idiotic haters. So, the Houston native addresses her haters and those that, dubbed, that doubted her following Tory Lanez's uh, 10 year outside Lance Music Festival in San Francisco's Golden Gate Park. She said, in quote, being a hot girl in general is just not fucking easy. Meg told her audience, I really appreciate y'all. So today, I just want to say fuck all my haters. None of that shit you was doing or saying broke me. None of that shit y'all was doing or saying to the hotties broke them. I want all the hotties to put their their motherfucking middle finger up right now. Um, Lanes was handed his 10-year sentence on August 8th over the 2020 shooting of Megan D. Stallion, having been found guilty of assault with a semi-automatic firearm, having a concealed and loaded firearm in a vehicle in discharge of a firearm with gross negligence. Of course, obviously, um, Lanes took to his Instagram to issue a statement on August 10th saying he was wrongfully convicted. Shit. I have never let a hard time intimidate me. I never, never let no jail time eliminate me, he wrote. Regardless of how they tried to spin my words, I have always maintained my innocence and I always will. Shit. No, you're not. He continued... This week in court, I took responsibility for all the verbal and intimate moments I shared with the parties involved. That's it. In no way, shape, or form, I no, yeah, was I apologizing for the charges I'm being wrongfully accused of.
I remain on the stance that I refuse to apologize for something that I did not do. <laughs> and um, yeah, Megan Thee Stallion, man. Um, you don't have to worry about Tory Lanez anymore, man. So the yeah, ass is good. Um, speaking of good, Samuel Jackson had this to say about billionaires not paying taxes. Ooh. And he's right about this too, actually. So this is from Hip Hop, Hot New Hip Hop. Samuel Jackson ranted about billionaires not paying their fucking taxes during a new interview with Vulture. The conversation arose while discussing the legendary actor's experience as a political activist. I'm 74. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be around here raising hell or doing what I'm doing. Jackson admitted to the outlet. But people need to start understanding that the, the economic gap is crazy. I pray, excuse me, I pay an enormous amount of taxes and it's fine because I know I should. From there, he attacked the rich who do not pay their taxes. But why can't we get billionaires to pay their fucking taxes? If those motherfuckers paid their taxes, we solve a whole bunch of shit. And they would still be richer than every motherfucker walking around them. He also reflected on his time as an activist while a fresh a freshman at Morehouse. Jackson says he began to get interested in politics after his cousin died in the Vietnam War. The civil rights movement was already going on, and Jackson says he had no interest in being nonviolent. The civil rights movement was already happening, he said. I was already connecting with people like Stokely Carmichael and Rat Brown and those guys, and not specifically wanting to be a part of Dr. King's movement. I wasn't going to sit on some lunch counter and let somebody spit on me, hit me, and do that shit. I was not a nonviolent protester. He eventually moved to Los Angeles after getting kicked out of school. <laughs> Jackson's comments come as members of the SAC SAC AFTRA union and the Writers Guild of America are on strike in Hollywood. Both actors and writers are concerned about the lack of residuals from streaming, the rise of artificial intelligence, and more. Yeah, I'm going to touch base on that shit in a future episode, so, um, you know, stay tuned for that. All right, so. And you know I gotta really agree with him. I have to agree with Samuel Jackson on his point though. Yeah, um, billionaires never billionaires don't really pay taxes, which is crazy to me. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah. I agree.
All right, so. Okay, so next. Okay, so today's episode is named How Do You Like Your Coffee Made, which is dedicated to National Coffee Day. And yeah, I did try some coffee. I did try some coffee, yo. Um, but I don't really buy coffee like that, though. No. Yeah, I don't really buy coffee like that, though. I did try, though, but, you know, it's all right, though, man. But anyway, speaking of coffee, um, this is from the Holidays Calendar website. National Coffee Day, also known simply as Coffee Day, is a holiday that celebrates one of the most loved and widely consumed hot beverages in the world. It's a day that shouldn't be confused with International Coffee Day, a holiday that falls on October 1st and was originally created by the International Coffee Organization and launched in Milan. National Coffee Day is a holiday that's observed not only in the U.S. on September 29th, um, which is coming up, but it's also celebrated in a wide number of other countries including Australia, Austria, Canada, Hungary, Iceland, and many, many others. On October 1st, other countries have their own coffee days, and these include the countries of Ireland, Germany, Japan, Malaysia, Mexico, and New Zealand. The history of coffee, while not much is known about the origin of this holiday, the holiday of coffee is a lot easier to determine. According to legend, it was discovered on the Ethiopian highlands by a goat herder who discovered the fruit of the coffee plant had a stimulating effect on his goats. So he decided to experiment with them a little bit and and voila, coffee was born he shared his findings with the local monastery and before long everyone was making a drink from the coffee plant coffee quickly spread across the arabian peninsula and by the 16th century century was prevalent 
in all parts of Persia, Turkey, and Syria. It eventually traveled to Europe by the 17th century and to the New World by the end of the 17th century. Extra caffeinated. Extra caffeinated facts about coffee. Ready for a double shot of trivia. If you are, then you've come to the right place. We've gathered together a nice list of some some of the coffee. Excuse me. Some of the factoids we like the best. The following pieces of trivia are sure to give you something to talk about while you are sipping the coffee and celebrating National Coffee Day with friends and family members. Okay, pour yourself a cup of coffee. And let's get started, shall we? Coffee beans are really seeds. Yes, I know that we all call coffee beans, but that's not really correct. They are actually the pits of cherry-like fruits that are found on flowering shrubs. We call them beans because that's what they look like. Coffee cherries can be made into a wine. The coffee chip. coffee cherry is the fruit that surrounds what we call the coffee beans these outer fruit casings are not only edible but can also be fermented to make delicious wine only two only two united states grow coffee um okay so there are only two states in the united states that grow coffee that's because Coffee requires a very specific climate, so it's usually grown in areas around the equator. The two states that do grow coffee include Hawaii, a state that produces Kana coffee, and California. Brazil grows a, a, one, a third of the world's supply of coffee. About one-third of the world's coffee supply is grown by Brazil. This is approximately twice as much as Vietnam grows. By the way, Vietnam is the second on the list of countries that grow the most coffee. Wow. Um, Kopi Luwak is some expensive coffee. 
Kopi Luwak is one of the most expensive coffees in the world. It's made from partially digested coffee cherries that have been eaten and then defected, defecticated out by the Asian palm civet. This coffee is mainly produced on the Indonesian islands of Bali, East Timor, Sumatra, Java, and Sulawesi. Kopi Luwak costs approximately $600 a pound. Damn. That shit, is a, that shit is a lot of money. Moderate consumption of coffee is healthy. One thing that researchers have discovered is that moderate consumption of coffee is actually healthy for you. Drinking three or four cups of coffee a day has been linked to lower risk of cardiovascular disease, Parkinson's um type 2 diabetes and a longer lifespan these damn things out of here Some of our favorite coffee drinks. We don't think that any discussion of National Coffee Day would be complete without talking about some of the wonderful coffee drinks that exist. At least that's what we initially thought. Then we realized that there were thousands of different coffee drinks and there's absolutely no way we can put them all down. That's when we knew that we had to make some difficult choices and choose only the ones that we liked the best. Of course, finding out which coffee is our favorite isn't as easy as it may sound. It's kind of like asking a parent which child is their favorite. However, we were able to figure it out and we eventually did come up with a list of our favorite coffee drinks perhaps one of these drinks is suitable for you to enjoy on this great holiday um starting with espresso americano espresso with 100 um, milliliter of hot water and served in a cappuccino cup cafe mocha um two um two cl i'm not sure what cl stands for but of chocolate sauce an espresso shot and stem milk all topped with whipped cream and chocolate um flat white uh, a double espresso with milk served in a, in a glass irish coffee irish risky mixed with coffee and topped with whipped cream cafe cubano a sweetened espresso shot red eye this is six ounces of drip brewed coffee that's been fortified with a shot of espresso 
Viana, two shots of espresso with two ounces of whipped cream. Iced coffee, four ounces of ice, two ounces of drip or espresso, four ounces of milk, and some kind of flavoring syrup. We like chocolate. Black coffee. Yep, just plain black coffee is sometimes all you need. All right, so customs, traditions, and celebrations of National Coffee Day. The best way to celebrate National Coffee Day is to enjoy your favorite cup of joe. This is easy to do on this holiday because of many different businesses often pass our coupons for free or reduced cups of coffee on this day. So choose your favorite brew and enjoy this popular beverage. You can feel free to choose from one of the coffee drinks we've listed above or to create your own coffee drink. Yeah, coffee drink. On National Coffee Day, you can have any type of coffee that your heart desires. You can even have coffee-flavored ice cream if you want. And, um, yeah, so this year is going to be – this year is um, September 29th. Next year is going to be Sunday, September 29th. Um, so, yeah, there it is right there. All right, so let's get into okay. Let's get into some. Let's get into okay. All right, so Joe Budden argues Pusha T lost Jim Jones' battle. Joe Budden has declared Joe has declared Jim Jones the victor in his heated exchange with Pusha T. Kane Push took aim at the Dipset rapper on a new Clips track that premiered at Pharrell's first Louis Vuitton show in Paris in June, which prompted Kapo to respond via a scathing, scathing diss track titled Summer Collection. Pusha has yet to issue a response to Jones or even officially release the aforementioned clip song. Decisions which Joe Budden believes massively count against him on the scorecard. Is it too soon to declare Pusher the loser on the loser of the Jim Jones beef yet? The former Slaughterhouse MC asked his co-host on the latest episode of the Joe Budden podcast. The record ain't even come out, calls Lamar Ice um, Bernie chimed in. That's why he lost. Um, Button um, continued. Nigga, your record ain't come out. You did that fly fashion week shit. I stepped on it at home, and then we never heard your record again. Button later added, it wasn't supposed to do nothing but be background noise at the Lewis shit. So yes, it did what it was supposed to do. Then he he then argued the song has since disappeared from public view and the, the hype has since disappeared with it. You gotta drop that record, button conclusion. Button concluded. I don't give a fuck what's going on with that clips album. That record sell it. That don't mean it can't be on their album no more. 
on the unreleased clips track, Pusha T fired a series of subliminal shots at Jim Jones from accusing him of cozying up to his enemy Drake for a feature to rock me fake jewelry. You think it'd be valid among amongst veterans? I'm watching your fame escape relevance. We all in a room, but here's the elephant. You chasing a feature out of your element, he rapped. Okay, um, yes, so he continued, and those lab diamonds under inspection, the question marks block your blessings. It's no tombstones, tombstones in the desert. I know by now you get the message. Jones initially responded by posting a video of himself laughing on Instagram while dismissing Push's jabs. That was not a top 50 verse, he said. Not at all. Still not in my top 50. Capo then returned fire with his own vicious bars on Summertime Collection, which jacked the beat from the Clips song. These two roach niggas don't know what to do with no Ray. No Ray slash Kanye gave you whips, but that's what they do to slaves he he rapped my name is my name but they ain't screaming yet they talking about the rapper came but we ain't seen it yet taking more jabs jones spit the only beef you know nigga is arby's or the big mac we don't drive through we drive by in the car with the big mac <laughs> the big mac that's last shit you dropped that shit was garbage <laughs> take that shit back plus you got you got your brother you you got your brother rapping what you trying to bring the clips back talking about your brother what happened to that boy looking like they are selling crack to that boy <laughs> oh man that's funny man hold up The pair's feud appears to stem from previous comments the Harlem native made about Pusha T's inclusion on Billboard's top 50 greatest rappers of all time list, which placed him at number 29. He's nice as shit. He could rap his ass off, but what has he done? Jones asked on the rap caviar podcast in april nobody has dressed like him nobody wants to be like pusha t i don't remember nothing 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh man. Oh my goodness. Sorry, game over, Pusha T. Oh, I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> I had to do it, man. I had to do it, man. That's I had to do it, man. <laughs> I swear, man, but come on, man. <laughs> man, listen, I had to do it, though, man. You know what I mean? I had to. I had to. And speaking of, speaking of which, let's go to Lupe Fiasco. Let's see how much time we got. Okay, so we have Lupe Fiasco, according to Hip Hop DX. Um, Lupe Fiasco may be an elite lyricist, but only one rapper makes him question himself, which is Drake. <laughs> on Sunday, June 25th, Lupe vented hilariously on Twitter. Um, actually, known 
it's known as X now <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. About Drake's upper um, echelon freestyle. In a quote tweet from a viral video about Drake dissing ordinary people's lives, the rapper even noted that he makes himself feel guilty. He makes himself feel guilty for shit I didn't even do and question the legitimacy of my actual responsibilities, he joked. <laughs> oh, man. On the music front, earlier this month, the rapper teased fans with some new music in the stash. The Chicago native decided to bless the fans by playing the new song in the midst of a Twitter conversation. After tweeting about how an Apple update would get him in the studio, a fan responded by saying, in quote, long as we get more music. Lupe had the perfect reply, a retweet with a video of the new tunes. Though he only previewed 30 seconds, the hard-hitting track includes a heavy violin presence and a catchy cadence. Lupe Fiasco's last release was in April when he dropped a song in collaboration with Chicago-based artist Set Rock, who painted a piece inspired by Lupe's lyrical brilliance. Set Rock make a helicopter drop off top past the past the ox to the lost flock fops, air fools on the ops and flew and look around because down ain't the only bird's eye view west side to sky blue shy shy you bible put bands in our hands like i do bridal he raps in a triple um intende intender excuse me even else even outside of the music world lupe continues to level up in March, the Chicago Rhymer was named the Saybrook Fellow at Yale University, marking the lauded lyricist's latest honor in the world of higher education. Proud to announce I've been chosen to be a Saybrook Fellow at my other favorite school in the world wide world outside of MIT, um, Yale. Lupe tweeted around that time. Shout to Tom Neff for nominating me to a, to a place where, against all odds, two Chicago Chicago Chicagoans um, found a new uh, found excuse me a home in the the Ivy League. Wow. All right. So let's get to let me get to um. Hold on. What else? I hope my, let me see if I miss anything. Oh, let's get to let's get to Usher. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> according to Vibe, Remy Martin and Usher hosted influencers, musicians, fashion designers, and more to enjoy an evening of R&B specialty cocktails and roller skating at four on the floor. While the king of R&B was unable to step down from his throne last week on a brisk 
Los Angeles evening, attendees were sure to hit the skating rink. Um, yeah, hit the skating rink floor and groove in his honor. The event continues the partnership between the Grammy Award-winning performer and the Spirit brand as part of the Life is a Melody campaign. Inspired by the idea that a beautiful melody is created through the harmony of ideas, influences, encounters, and experiences. Notable attendees among the intimate crowd included Trinidad James, Freddie Gibbs, Canyon Dixon, Joyce Rice, Alton Mason, Jazzy, Vanessa Valila, and more. The immersive event also featured multiple performances from a Los Angeles-based skating troupe, showcasing their flips, kicks, and specialty, tra- specialty tricks to the tunes of Cleveland Terry Bowens. As the night continued, guests gliding through the venue on light-up skates were gifted merchandise celebrating the campaign and a Remy Martin tower was poured to close out the evening. Hmm. That sounds like fun, man. That sounds like fun, though. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, what was that? Let me sure. All right, so. And quote, as an artist, I've always drawn creative inspiration from different facets of life that are expressed through my music, expressed the 44-year-old of the campaign in a statement. I'm incredibly excited to continue my partnership with Remy Martin, representing their exceptional cognac expressions of 1738, um, Accord Royal, and now for the first time, Remy Martin XO sharing an, ex- an exclusive preview of my new music in a campaign that captures the breadth and endless possibilities of beautiful composition and marvelous melody. Take a look at photos from the fun-filled night below. Um, and um, Freddie Gibbs attends Remy Martin and Usher's four on the floor skate event at Player studios on august 23rd in culver city california and who else yes so merchandise is displayed at remy martin and usher's four on the floor skate event at the player studios on august 23rd 2023 in culver city Hmm. and um Bottles are displayed at the Remy Martin and Usher's four on the floor skate event at Player Studio at Player Studios on August 23rd, 2023, in Culver City, California. That we, that took place last week, um, if I'm not mistaken. And um, who else? So Jazzy and John Stan attend Remy Martin and Usher's four on the floor skate skate event um who else came 
who else came? Oh, broader Broderick Hunter attends Remy Martin and Usher's four under four skate event. Um, and um, Tiara Walker was also at the Remy Martin and Usher's four on the floor skate event. Um, and um, Alton Mason and Jeff Hamilton were there too. Um, uh, some guests attend, attend Remy Martin and Usher's four on the floor skate event that took place at the Players Studios on August 23rd in Culver City, California. Okay, so many people, so many people came to Usher's event. Like, hold on a minute, let me see. Damn. So, so many people, so many people. Oh, Malik McIntyre was there as well. Malik McIntyre was there. Um, Dr. Robin B. Dr. Robin B. was also there too. And so many guests came. And um, Kendall, Ken, Kendall, Kendall was also there too. Um, let's see. See who else? Yon Fire and Trinidad James attend attended. Yeah, they were there too. Actually, they were there. Um, yeah, they were there. And um, Joyce Rice was there as well at the at this at the event. Um, um Doctor Doctor Martin. Barrett, Mariama, Diallo, um, Shay Scott, and Siobhan Bell um, were at the event as well. And, and yeah, I think, yeah, I think that was, hang on a second here. Yeah, they were there too. Yeah, there's just too many people in the name that were at the event. So a lot of people and a lot of guests was there too. And of course, everybody had fun over there as well. So at Usher's event. Um, so yeah, that's sounds like fun though. Um and um not so fun news is um hers lights on festival has been canceled so her event got canceled um i'll explain
Okay. Um, let me explain what happened here according to Vod. Um, Hers Lights on Festival set for months for next month has officially been canceled, marked as the return of the R&B Center event since its last occurrence in 2021. The 2023 edition is no more. A statement provided to the San Francisco Chronicle confirmed the festival would not be taking place. Due to unforeseen circumstances, Lights on Festival will not take place this year, explained festival representatives. We're we sincerely appreciate and value the lights on festival community and we look forward and look forward to returning with an addition with an incredible experience in 2024. Um announced in June, the 2023 Lights On Festival was set to bring um hold on a second. Yeah, was set to bring Jasmine Sullivan, um, Samino, Sid, Party Next Door, Don Tolia, Don Tulliver, um, Leon Thomas, Raven Lene, and more to the Shoreline at, at Phi Theater in Mountain View, California. According to the outlet, refunds will be automatically issued to ticket holders via the original method of payment once funds are received from the event organizer. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Lights on Festival will be making its return express the 26 year old in a statement at the time. It's my favorite way to wind down the summer by having two days filled with great R&B music. I am so proud to reveal the extraordinary talent we have on the bill this year. <clears throat> um, I can't wait for everyone to see what's to come. The Lights On Festival was established in 2019 as one of the first female owned and curated festivals in decades. Past performers include Keisha Cole, Gopelli, Erica Badu, Joyce Rice, Lucky Day, Ari Lennox, and more. And for those of you who already um, purchased the tickets and stuff, you're going to end up getting refunded. So it's not going to really happen. So that sucks, man. That has to really suck, though, man, if you really think about it. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let me see. What other... Um, let me see if I have anything else left to talk about. Um, 
Oh, wait. Uh, let's see. So, let's see. Let me take a look at um, another topic here. Um, so, Drake and JD have a documentary. So, actually, it's a docu-series. If you if you will um so exclusive according to deadline cole brown drew crew entertainment jermaine dupree and jamie gertz announced that production has wrapped on the forthcoming documentary series magic city magic city an American fantasy, a three-part series uncovering the story behind the famed Atlanta, Atlanta Strip Club, Magic City, and its decades-long influence on hip-hop. Um, so, Drake joins the production through his dream crew entertainment with executive producers um, Adele Future, Nur, and Peter Nelson. Dupree joins with music executive Michael Amaldin as executive producer and production company Scheme Engine. Magic City. Hang on a second here. <laughs> Yes, Magic City has been an Atlanta institution and the launch pad for countless artists since 1985, the year I was born, leading to the club's reputation as the Black Studio 54 uh, and the conventional wisdom, end quote, if the girls in Magic City dance to it, it's a hit. The series offers an exclusive look into the Enig enigmatic founder Michael Mr. Magic Barney and the lives of the many women responsible for building the club's mystique. The series is directed by um Charles Todd. Um and of course produced by Scheme Engine, a BIPOC own studio with a strong focus on women and minority representation with showrunner and executive producer um um bayan junem and producers ashley brooke and marlo blue this genre bending docuseries will bring audiences and an intoxicating experience that blurs the line between fantasy and reality says um juna this is a unique a unique story of black a black entrepreneurship and empire building in a city that is the beating heart 
of black culture says series creator cole brown i'm excited to be working with a team that will give this story the authenticity and platform it deserves magic city in america fantasy charts the rise and pitfalls of the atlanta strip club and its sustained imprint on hip-hop culture as told by employees dancers journalists management and countless celebrity interviews um including two chains nelly shaquille o'neal quavo killer mike big boy and others magic city is a second home for me it's one of it's the one place where celebrities, hustlers, politicians, and Atlanta locals all come together. I watched it evolve over the years from a local joint to an internationally recognized spot. It's about time we tell this story the right way, says e- EP, which is executive producer, Jermaine Dupree. In 1985, Barney opened a small club with one dancer. Over the years, Magic City would welcome superstars Michael Jordan, Madonna, Magic Johnson, Travis Scott, and Rihanna, to name a few. The club holds a unique place in Black culture. It was the well-known hangout of notorious drug gang BMF, not to be confused with the TV show, and the site of a widely viewed Get Out the Vote announcement by former George Governor Stacey Abrams in The docuseries connects the club's aspirational lifestyle with the mainstream success of Southern sounds from the likes of Jermaine Dupree, Outkast, Future, Meagles, and more. The inner workings of of Magic City and the prevalence in hip-hop are remarkably mysterious. It's a wonder the story has yet to be told, says um, Jamie Gertz, executive producer, actress, and Atlanta Hawks team co-owner. Atlanta is my adopted home and a place I'm looking forward to celebrating through this story. The docuseries spans four decades immersing viewers in a network of intertwining relationships between hip-hop, crime, women's sexuality, sexuality, and commodification Black entrepreneurship and socioeconomic politics. So the series affords viewers exclusive access to the epic footage and records cemented by the by the clubs, DJs, and dancers, high stakes drug and crime conspiracies, and, and unbelievable champagne drenched parties attended by hip hop royalty. Michael Barney's evolution to Mr. Magic is a story of the american dream and his club is a case study for the examination of hip-hop's most classic tropes
producers were granted exclusive access to the club and its founder, Mr. Magic. The series features exclusive celebrity interviews with hard-to-believe anecdotes, never-before-seen archival footage, and impression impressionistic imagery, imagery inspired by first-hand accounts of a night at Magic City. The series is independently funded with distribution rights to be brokered by CAA's Bobby Kenner and Joe Aiken and Fox Rothschild's Darrell Miller. Now there's no there's no um I don't know there's no release date for this right now. So um if I hear anything I'll probably bring it here. So uh, we'll see what happens here. Um yeah we'll see what happens here. And uh, let's see if I covered the bases here though. Um yeah, you know what? I actually did. I actually did though, man. Um Yeah, I did. Um whatever I didn't get a chance to touch on as far as like, you know, you know, places to eat and drink as far as like as far as like the stories or whatever that I didn't get a chance to get to. I'll probably cover that in a future episode. Probably not in this episode, only because um I wanna make sure that I actually have a chance to get to um do 288. So we'll see what happens though. So um depending on how I feel. Anyway anyway so let's so let's wrap this up in a bowl right here man um all right so time for a very last segment right here which is stream choices on the go let's do this yeah y'all know the deal um of course be sure to follow be sure to follow my new york avenue podcast on facebook threads and instagram alongside with my other two podcast shows that i do which is excellent fun vibrant talks podcast um the sports platform that i do and the review show meticulous vibe juice podcast and myself, G Money Stacks, Triple Five in Queens, New York. And of course, make sure you turn on your notifications on threads and of course on Instagram as well. So you can know when each episode is going to be dropping and what types of questions are probably going to be dropping. Um, and all that other great stuff right there. So, um, if you go to the link in bio, you're going to see a whole list of streaming platforms that you can download to your iPhones, your Android phones, your iPads, Android tablets. You have laptops, of course, 
Apple and Dell laptops. So make sure you make sure you download these these apps. Even though there's links, there's links to each streaming platform that I'm going to mention. Um, so you can so starting with Audacity, Audible, Audio Burst, Amazon Music, Breaker, Bullhorn FM, Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, and the newly added Memento FM, Moon FM Podcast, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podhound, Podopolo, Podorama, Podcast Index, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Podverse, Podcast Guru, Podvine, and another newly added app. Hold on. Yes, the newly added app that I just added the podcast to is called Snip, which is S-N-I-P-D. There's no E with it. So, and of course, Spotify, Spotify for podcasters, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, the number one app for music, radio, and podcasts. You don't need a credit card or debit card to download iHeartRadio or any other apps that I just mentioned. So, of course, make sure you you subscribe on iHeartRadio and every streaming platform that I just mentioned. And and of course, be sure to follow be be sure to follow the three podcast shows that's also on iHeartRadio, which includes Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast, the Sports Edition show, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast review show, alongside with my number one show that's about to reach its third anniversary, which is Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Avenue podcast. All right, and also do the same with YouTube. Why don't you go ahead and make sure you grab that subscribe button for me on three of my YouTube channel pages? Of course, my my sports YouTube channel page, which is Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks Podcast. No, yeah, Excellent Fun Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks Podcast. All right. Um, Yes, 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 yes. So, excellent fun vibrant talks podcast is on YouTube, and of course, meticulous vibe juice podcast is also on YouTube as well. And make sure you um, do the same with the primary handle on the YouTube channel page of G Money Stacks Triple Five. Click on the noni noni bell alongside with alerts, so you can be reminded of when the show goes on the air via live stream and if you want to catch up on new episodes new and previous episodes you can go to the live section of the youtube channel page you click on there that's where you're going to see the full episodes on there all right you're going to see the full episodes on there and alongside with um leaving a comment alongside with the topics that's being discussed be sure to listen, stream, watch these episodes, download the episodes, and of course, tell a friend to another friend. Be sure to share the link that says Linktree 
slash gmoneystacks555, which has the list of links that's included with the podcast episodes with your husbands, your wives, your boyfriends, girlfriends, friends, people you're cool with from work and everywhere else where you meet new people and everywhere else. So that's going to do it for me, man. Thank, Thank you very much for tuning in. I'm your man, G Money Stacks, a.k.a. The Greginator. Thank you so much for tuning in, listen, listening and rocking with me on episode 287, um, dedicating the episode to um, National Coffee Day, which, by the way, which, by the way, I already mentioned it. I'll mention it again, which is how do you like your coffee made? Yes, so that's dedicated to national coffee day and remember the grind is a stop the grind does not stop hard work pays off if you want something you have to work hard and you have to earn it and um you don't need other people's validation um the only person you need to validate is yourself all right so you can Find your niche, find your niche in a skill and whatever career field you're trying to do that makes you happy creatively, mentally, physically, and spiritually that gets you into your zone alongside with tunnel vision. All right. That's going to do it for me, man. Um, I know many of y'all probably having some, um, some plans for Labor Day weekend. Make sure you, um, if you have any plans of, you know, flying out or whatever to whatever, make sure you um, check your time on your plane tickets and make sure you get there early or whatever because there's always going to be delays on Labor Day. So you might want to do that. And if you're not flying, of course, of course, you want to spend time with family and all that other stuff. That's fine, too. You know, keep it simple. You know what I'm saying? So so there you go right there, man. I'm up out of here. Thank you very much for listening, rocking with me, and, and of course, including the five stars on Spotify. I really appreciate y'all very much, man. Y'all could have listened to any podcast in the whole world, but you chose to listen to this New York Avenue podcast platform right here. And I'll see y'all next time in the next episode. Peace and one love. Good night, everybody.
Yo, what's up, everyone at home? You want to hear more from me? I need your help on a couple of things. Go follow Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Avenue podcast on Facebook, Threads, and Instagram. Tap on the notifications so you can know when I will be on Instagram live recording podcast episodes. Plus, you can do the same with YouTube on my channel, G Money Stacks Triple Five. Grab the subscribe button for more live video episodes. Click on the notification bell and alerts as reminders of the date, day, and time when each episode recording will be on the air via live stream. You can also share your thoughts on the topics of each episode in the comments section. If you miss any new or previous episodes, don't worry. You can catch up in my link tree slash gmoneystacks555 with the links to listen, stream, and watch on every streaming platform, including Spotify for Podcasters, formerly known as Anchor, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Also, you can download and add the podcast to your playlist of your favorite episodes. I'm your man, G Money Stacks, a.k.a. The Greginator. Thank you so much for, for tuning in, listening, streaming, rocking with me, and watching me on the podcast. One love. Peace out.